You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jay fans. It's Ryan Mueller here. I'm going to be solo today. Uh, I think this is the first ever minor league recap, report, review, whatever you want to call it, for Locked On Blue Jays. So uh, bear with me. You may get a little bit of minor league commentating here. So um, I've been asked to uh, take a quick look at the first four levels of the the Blue Jays minor league system, uh, highlighting some key players. So without further ado, we're going to jump right in and start at the top of the ladder with the Buffalo Bisons. Um, the Buffalo Bisons, they've been they've been playing okay recently. Um, they sit in the middle of the pack with in the uh, International League North with a 41 and 43 record. Um, at the beginning of the year, they weren't even close to 500. So the fact that they're sitting two games under 500 is is quite a pleasant surprise, especially considering that we've seen so much movement between uh, Toronto and Buffalo. So right now they're um, they're sitting they're sitting fourth, nine games back of Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. Great name. So now let's dr- jump into the. Uh, the highlights of who's playing well and who's who's not, who's pitching well and who's not. So um, my MVP f- so far for the Buffalo Bisons this year has to go to Danny Jansen. Um, he's been a model of consistency. He's hitting 286. Um, he just cracked his uh, eighth home run, which would have been on Friday the 13th. Um, he's got 46 RBIs and he, you know this guy is uh, showing that he's he's not just power, he's not just average. He's an on-base machine. He's he's walked 35 times, struck out 35 times. So a model of consistency. Um, over the past 10, 10 games, I always like to do the 10 games. It gives you a nice little snippet of how they're producing right now. Danny Jansen's been struggling just a little bit over uh, over the past week and a half. He's hitting 182. Um, he's got a couple multi-hit games in there where he did crack home runs. So he does have three home runs over the past uh, 10, 10 games. Um, why is that important? Well, in the uh, 55 games prior, he had only hit five. So, you know, maybe a little bit of getting comfortable with the the competition and now his his power stroke is starting to come through so that's something that we can keep an eye on over over the next couple weeks with Danny Jansen until he's up with the Blue Jays later on this year um, another another guy that's that's put up some decent numbers but he's he struggled over the past two months is Tim Lopes um, Tim Lopes will play second and third um, but right now he's he's been struggling since I don't know, maybe mid-May, late May. Um, he's hitting 212 over the past uh, 10 games, and overall he's hitting 278 with a 701 OPS. Um, I like Tim Lopes. He seems to be one of those guys that kind of does everything, you know, just really, really well, but not great. Um, 
like I said, he, he had a, an outstanding April where he hit over 400, and then he's just kind of, he's been scuffling the past three months, hitting 244, 229, and now 222 in June. So hopefully he can turn that around before he gets um, he gets forgotten about, which he may have already been forgotten about, but um, not by me. I brought him to your attention. So let's keep an eye on Tim Lopes. He could be a, he could be a valuable part um, of the Jays if they do decide to sell off everything. Um, we're going to go on to the pitching side, the starter, the starting pitching. Um, many of you who listen to this podcast would have heard Ryan Andrews and myself uh, chit-chatting about uh, Thomas Pannone versus uh, Chris Raleigh. Well, the MVP for the, the Buffalo Bisons on the pitching side of things definitely goes to Chris Raleigh. Um, although he's not striking out a lot of batters, he is walking a lot of batters, which has kind of skewed his, his whip, um, which sits at 140. And he's a game under 500 with a record of 5 and 6. But he's got a nice ERA with uh, 3.45 ERA in 16 starts. He leads the Buffalo Bisons in 94 innings pitched. Um, and he is giving up a little bit of hard contact with the with the home runs in the home run department, giving up 10 home runs um, over 94 innings. So that's something that we got to kind of keep an eye on, and uh, that, would, that was definitely something that he ran, an issue that he ran into when he was with the Jays last year. So um, Ryan Barucki definitely in the rotation has been stellar. Um, in the uh, bullpen, it's kind of been... A lot of shuffling in the bullpen. We've seen guys come and go. Um, Al Albuquerque is one of the guys that is have has permanently left the team. Um, he was doing very well. So my uh, my MVP in the uh, bullpen definitely has to go to Justin Schaefer. Uh, Justin Schaefer, he's he's I'm not going to say he's new to the team, but he he didn't start the year with Buffalo. Um, he came up on um when he come up may 19th so he spent about um about a full month down with double a and he's been with uh the bisons ever since and he's he's leading the the bisons with seven saves over 20 innings he's got a a record of three and one and he's got a sparkling 1.31 era while holding opponents to a, a 159 batting average so this is a guy that um, he's not going to strike out a lot. He he has good stuff, but he doesn't he doesn't get that swing and miss, which may cause issues when he gets to uh, the major league level. But you you never know. Um, he's he's a guy that the Jays felt strongly enough to send him to the Arizona Fall League about two years ago. So definitely there's something there, and we could see him if the uh, the Blue Jays start. Um, selling off pieces so that's all we're going to do for buffalo we'll we'll mosey on down to new hampshire where we get to take a peek at one of the better uh, blue jays affiliates uh, the new hampshire fisher cats where many of you know is home to two of the blue jays better prospects or many of the blue jays better prospects in uh boba shed and vladimir guerrero guerrero um, he played in his first rehab game on Friday the 13th with the Gulf Coast League 
Blue Jays, so we can expect to see him in New Hampshire in the not-too-distant future. So anyways, um, right now the uh, the Fisher Cats are on top of the Eastern League East Division with a 50-39 and 39 record as of um, Saturday, July 14th. Uh, they they currently are playing under 500 ball over the past 10 day, days with a, a four and six record, um, but they hold a very very slim lead over the uh, New York Yankees double A affiliate uh, Trenton Thunder, who are 50 and 49. So definitely a team that's uh, in the thick of things and. Um, they're going to have to stay on top of their game if they hope to win the division. So in the field, this one's kind of an easy one. Uh, the MVP has to go to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Um, even with him out, he's still he's still uh, you know up top in most offensive categories in the Eastern League. He's um, He's likely only going to spend a little bit of time with the uh, Fisher Cats when he comes back. And then he'll be off to Buffalo, so we'll see how he does in, in AAA. Uh, holding the fort down for the Fisher Cats while uh, Vladdy has been gone is um, has been Gavin Biggio, who leads the league in with 19 home runs and 68 RBIs. Um, he's a guy that hasn't really... Uh, been super consistent over the past couple months, but he has been consistent with his um, drawing walks, striking out. He strikes out um, a ton, but he's hitting home runs and a uh, power power guy like that. You you kind of take the 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 strikeouts, right? Over the past ten games, he's only hitting 226, but he does have three home runs. He's driven in seven, and like I said, with the walks and the strikeouts, he's got 11 walks and 13 strikeouts. So Gavin Biggio, he's going to take his walks. He's going to get on base, and I expect that he's going to. Um, I think he's turning into that one of those guys that has a lower batting average and um, a solid ISO. So. Uh, Gavin Biggio definitely gets my vote for um, New Hampshire Fisher Cats MVP, even over Bobachet. Bobachet, he's he's been solid, but he's had his ups and downs. Um, he's he's actually struggling coming into last night's game where he went four for five. The uh, the former second rounder has a, a low batting average over the past the past two weeks um, he's hitting 182 over the past 10 10 games and he, this is a guy that's played in the uh, the Eastern League all-star game and he's going to be playing next weekend in uh, the major league futures game this is the second year that he's played that so um, hopefully he gets a little bit of rest over the next little while but he's he's a guy that w the Fisher cats really hope can um, can finish strong, finish the year strong, and maybe even get up to uh, Buffalo. So on the mound, earlier I would have given um, the MVP on the on the bump to Jordan Romano, but Romano's been a little bit um, a little bit off of his game since being promoted to Buffalo last month for a spot start. Um, since he's come back, he's he's lost his control a little bit. 
but we'll still we'll still cover him just because he is eight and four and he's been an intriguing arm for the Fisher Cats. Uh, his future still seems to be a guy out of the pen, but he'll continue getting uh, the ball every fifth day while he's in the minors. So uh, he's he's eight and four with the Fisher Cats, one and zero with the Buffalo Bisons. He's got an ERA of three point nine three, and he's he's striking out just under um, a batter an inning with eighty three strikeouts in ninety one innings. Um, in his last start. He took a no decision, and he hasn't won since May 27th. Uh, so he's he's gone close to um, a month and a half without a win, and during that time he's he's 0 and 4. So like I said, he's he's kind of been scuffling recently. Um, in his last start, he he took a no decision. He he pitched fairly well, six and a third innings, six hits, one earned run, two walks, and uh, six strikeouts. So we'll definitely be keeping an eye on uh, Markham native Jordan Romano. Hopefully, he can get things straight straightened out and pick up his first win in over almost two months. So the guy that I am going to give it to now that uh, I would have given also consider giving it to Sean Reed Foley who was lights out with with the Fisher Cats but now he's in Buffalo so he's he's going to be a guy that uh, maybe in the next report will take that MVP off of Chris Rowley so stay tuned I'm going to go with uh, TJ Zoit the uh, the tall the six foot seven former uh, first rounder he's he's been solid solid all year um, seeing that he's he's healthy is is a big big plus. Um, since he's come up from Dunedin, um, he's he's gone six and three with a 3.21 ERA. Uh, he has one shutout, one complete game, which was on the second end of a doubleheader, so it would have been seven innings. The only thing that uh, is missing with with TJ's game is he doesn't have that strikeout pitch. He doesn't have that finishing pitch, but he's still getting a ton of ground balls, uh, 2.02 ground ball to um, ground out to fly out ratio. So um, definitely a guy that if he can develop that out pitch, um, it would be somebody that we can definitely keep an eye on. He, he has that middle to back of the rotation stuff. So in 70, uh, 73 innings with the Fisher Cats, he only has 44 strikeouts, but he's limited the walks to 20. Um, he does give up, up a lot of contact, uh, but he's, he's maintaining a 2.56 opponent batting average, so he's still doing okay. So um, definitely a guy that we're going to keep an eye on, and he could move quickly once... Once the chips start falling in Toronto, could be a guy that we see move up to Buffalo, uh, but maybe we keep him. Maybe the Jays keep him in the uh, in Double A, let him finish the year and start him fresh in Buffalo next year with a chance to uh, make a quick jump, depending on who gets added during the trade deadline, so on and so forth. So we got one more guy to uh, cover before we take a, a quick little break. And that guy is going to be, um, we're going to go with Zach Jackson. Now, Zach Jackson, I don't know. He like There hasn't really really been um, an MVP 
in the bullpen. Um, Zach Jackson's an interesting guy. He, his his numbers are kind of all over the place. Um, you don't expect to see a reliever that's um, has walked 36 batters in 42 innings to have a, t- a, a decent whip of 1.31 and a nice ERA of 2.54, but Zach Jackson has that. Um, Zach Jackson's always kind of struggled with his with his mechanics, uh, repeating his deliveries, which ends up work uh, causing a lot of walks on his side. So um, he's still striking out more than a batter an inning, which has probably helped him. In 29 uh, games, he has 51 strikeouts, and he's he's finished nine games. So he's being used in li- in the late innings. He he has he has two holds, which is kind of surprising to me, and he has. He has two saves. I would have thought his holds would have been a little bit higher, but Zach Jackson has definitely been um, a strong arm coming out of the bullpen. Another guy that has accumulated a lot of saves for the Fisher Cats is Andrew Case, although he's struggled. He's had a couple bad outings, and he's another guy that doesn't strike out a ton, but he definitely doesn't walk many with 12 walks and 35 innings. So he's definitely a guy that, they like to use late in games. He has 24 games finished, so always closing out the games for the Fisher Cats. So with that said, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll continue on with the Dunedin Blue Jays when we return. All right, welcome back, guys, to the minor league recap. Um, guys and girls, sorry. Um, we're, we're down to the Florida State League to take a peek at the uh, Dunedin Blue Jays. So right now the Dunedin Blue Jays are in the second half of their season. In the first half of the season, they didn't fare all that great. They finished with a 31 and 37 record, but since um, coming into the uh, the second half of the season, they have been on fire, El Fuego. Um, they have 15 wins, seven losses. So what we're seeing is a lot of the the promotions from Lansing where once we get to Lansing you'll understand there's been a lot of good players moving up from Lansing into uh, Dunedin and they've been bringing that success so um, they're they're two games up on the Lakeland Flying Tigers and they're hoping to be able to get into the playoffs with a nice second half Overall, they have a record of 46 and 44. Um, that's a nice 5-11 win percentage. So they are definitely a team on the rise. They're nine and one over the past 10 games. So uh, let's keep a close eye on the Dun- Dunedin Blue Jays as we move forward. The MVP for the Dunedin Blue Jays goes to Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith has been a re- uh, absolute lights out prospect. Um, in 2018, in only 39 games, he's already surpassed all other uh, DJs for the the league, or not the league, the lead in home runs with nine home runs in in the Florida State League. Why is this implor- important? The Florida State League is not a home run hitting league. It's very difficult to hit home runs in the Florida State League. So for the fact that Kevin Brown is, has hit nine in under 40 games is is quite impressive. He's been steady Eddie 
Uh, he's hitting 270 over his past 10 games, and he has uh, three home runs, eight RBIs during that time. Uh, Kevin Smith does have a lot of swing and miss in his games. He's got 81 strikeouts in 85 games to only 29 walks. So it's something that I would like to see him improve on is increasing his walks. And um, if he continue to strike out at this rate, it would be okay if he's able to keep that home run uh, production uh, at where it is. He did spend uh, 46 games with Lansing where he hit seven home runs and he hit an astounding 355. So definitely amazing uh, stats for this second year player. He's already been, um, I've already seen some comparisons with his stats in Lansing uh, to the stats of Boba Shout when he was in Lansing. Um, so it's interesting to see how Kevin Smith continues to develop over the next next few months and whether or not the Jays have a gem in the fourth round of the 2017 draft. So now we move on to our our starting pitcher. Um, this one's a, a pretty easy one as well, Patrick Murphy. Um, Murphy's been been very consistent for the Dunedin Blue Jays. Um, he's he's pounding the strike zone. He's getting his fastball up to 97 from the reports that I've heard, and he seems to be going deeper into games with um, seven going seven strong innings in four of his last 10 starts. So that's definitely good to see. He's he struck out 91 um, 91 batters this year in 103 innings um he's he's been striking out more batters over the past uh, 10 games you're seeing his his strikeout numbers increase he struck out eight in his last start which was on the 11th of july and only walked one so he's doing a really good job of limiting walks um with the uh with the Dunedin Blue Jays, he's only walked 34 batters, which in 17 starts, which is really good. He's got a nice tidy whip of 130, and he's keeping the ball on the ground on a 1.62 ground ball or ground out to air out ratio. Um, his his overall record is six and four with the 2.80 ERA, which includes one start with the New Hampshire Fisher Cats. So we can expect to see Ryan Murphy get a move up to um, the Fisher Cats in the not-too-distant future. And in the bullpen, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Jackson McClellan. This is a, a, a young kid who has been really really throwing the ball well. He spent a little bit of time on the DL earlier um, this year, and um, he's he's been pumping the ball in there at 100 miles an hour from time to time. So this is a, a, a kid who has a strong lower half and um, really uses it well to, to generate some miles per hour on his, on his fastball. Um, he has 38 strikeouts in 27 innings, and he leads, leads the club with... Um, six saves in eight in eight opportunities he has had a couple rough starts um, but we can attribute that to uh, a little bit of rust um, or layover with the um, with the injury that he had right now he's on the temporarily inactive list so hopefully it's nothing serious and he'll he'll be back with the club soon now down to uh, the Midwest League where we visit 
the Lansing Lugnuts. Now the Lugnuts are probably the hottest team um, in the Blue Jays in the Blue Jays system. Um, they're 13 and nine in the second half, which is two games back of the Bowling Green Hot Rods, and we we kind of expected to see a little bit of a fallback with with the Lugnuts, considering that they've lost a lot of their good players. Um, they have clinched a playoff position already with a strong first half, finishing four and a half games behind the the Bowling Green Hot Rods with a 43 and 27 record. They're five and five over the past five games, but they are on a three-game win streak. So, um, despite losing a lot of their key players, they continue to uh, roll on, roll on. They have a solid, solid offense. So our our MVP in the field has to go to Ryan Noda, um, with honorable mention of. Brock Lundquist. Lundquist leads the club with 13 home runs, um, but Ryan Noda has really been um, on fire over the past two months. So he can't. You just can't not give it to him. Um, he's he's hit a lot of a lot of home runs. He he walks a lot. He just gives you a good quality at bats. Um, in 79 games, he's struck out 84 times, but he's walked 70 times for a, an amazing um, on-base of 430 and a 9.17 OPS. Um, he's he's hit 11 home runs, but most of those home runs have come in the past month and a half. Um, in in April. Zero home runs. In May, one home run. In June, nine home runs. And he's hit one home run in 12 games in July, but he's still maintaining a nice batting average with the 286. So that monster June has really pushed Ryan Noda to the forefront with a 350 batting average in June. Um, it's kind of hard to ignore those type of numbers. But Ryan Noda isn't just a, a home run on base guy. He he hits for extra base power. He's got 20 doubles, two two triples in those 79 games. So overall, he's hitting 263. Um, definitely a guy that we're going to have to keep an eye on over the next couple months. Um, he's been playing the outfield and first base. So on to the rotation. Um, I'm going to give it to Maverick Buffo or Buffo, however you want to pronounce it. Um, he is currently in Dunedin, but he's only been in in Dunedin for um, one start. I believe he is starting on Saturday the 14th. So, um, yes, just one start in in Dunedin. So we're close enough. He's still a, he's still a Lansing Lugnut in our hearts. Um, in 16 games with, with the Lugnuts, he amassed a, a record of 9-3. Um, and a 4.26 ERA. The the downfall with Buffel is he does give up a lot of contact. So he's he's allowed opponents to hit 313 um, in 82 innings off of him. That's good for 101 hits. Um, he gave up 11 home runs, which is quite a bit. There was a couple starts there where he gave up uh, multiple home runs in an inning. Um, so maybe it's just one of those things where he just wasn't as crisp as he wanted to be, and he paid for it. But in his in his start prior to being promoted, he gave up 11 hits in six six innings, and that kind of prompted me to think 
and I even said this with the uh, Jays from the couch guys, that I felt that Buffo was going to get lit up in his uh, Dunedin debut. I was wrong. I had a big serving of eat crow pie. Um, he went eight strong innings, gave up only three walks, no runs, or three hits, sorry. Um, no runs, one walk, and five strikeouts. It was easily his best start of the year. Um, so I am happy to say that M- Maverick Buffo proved me wrong and that he did exceptionally well in um, Dunedin in his Dunedin debut, and I hope he continues to have the same type of success in the Florida State League. So on to the bullpen, where um, this one kind of has me uh, raking my brain. I'm not really sure who I should give it to. Um, Danny Jimenez, who was is making a start tonight as a um, a bullpen. It seems like it's going to be a bullpen start for the uh, the Lansing Lugnuts. He's been he's been very good. He's he's tied with Ty Tice, who's with the uh, Dunedin Blue Jays for five saves. Um, Claudio Castado, if I'm pronouncing that one right, I'm terrible with names. He's also with the Dunedin Blue Jays, and he was doing really well. And he's a guy that uh, can really ramp up and pound the uh, strike zone with a 96-mile-an-hour fastball, if not more. Um, so instead of giving it to any of those three, I'm going to go with uh, Brody Rodning. Um, he has a, a one and two record. Twenty-three in twenty-three outings, he has four saves. Um, he's finished eleven games and he has one hold, but he has a nice sparkling whip of uh, .09. Um, Rodney is one of those guys. He'll just fly under the radar, but he provides solid innings out of the bullpen. Um, every bullpen guy needs one of these, and he's he's been just exceptional. In 44 innings, he has yet to allow a home run. He's walked 14, and he struck out 36. All right, guys, that's all I have for you today. Um, I'm not going to get into the short season. Maybe I'll do another one for you, focusing mainly on the short season because there's a lot of good talent and there's a lot of good offensive games happening down in short season A ball and rookie ball that I'm sure you guys would find interesting. But anyways, thanks for suffering through the first ever minor league review for Locked In. I'm Ryan Mueller. You can find me at MuellerRyan11 on Twitter or catch me at Jays from the Couch for a daily dose of minor league recaps. Take care, guys.